When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen, and she has a strong core. And I'm Chris. And I've got these. <laughs> Ooh, and you're listening to Sissy That Pod, your favourite RuPaul's Drag Race reaction podcast. And today we're getting into the penultimate episode of All Stars 8, the fame game extravaganza with Charlie Slays. It was a good episode. Yeah, the penultimatum of it all. I can't say that word. (laughs) Yeah, a bit of everything. A surprise reading challenge. Good to see the queens back. So let's get into it. Charlie Slays, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of, of Sissy the Pod to discuss All Stars 8. Last time we were chatting, we were in the workroom, hanging out with our queens from España. So let me ask about All Stars 8. Have you enjoyed it? Yeah, I've really enjoyed having to catch up so quickly. So thank you so much for having me on the show. <laughs> uh, I've been a bit of a rubbish super fan and hadn't quite kind of caught up on All Stars. I know we mentioned All Stars 8 a couple of times on our own uh, chat about Drag Race España. Mm. And I was like, man, I've really got to catch up now. So I've had like a blitz catch up. I did like four episodes in a day but it's been good actually like really good to kind of get into it it's been a really good season um and you know this was an odd episode because I wasn't sure how much was at stake you know what I mean like it was a bit like okay I know these queens are gunning to win this 60k but it was an odd episode in general but no I really thoroughly enjoyed it and I've loved listening to your guys catch up and your points of view and I'm ready to get into it a hundred I mean how now that we've seen this fame game extravaganza how do you feel this twist feels compared to, you know, the game within a game mm-hmm. or some of the twists from the past that we've had? I think it's a nicer one in that it gives the Queens an opportunity to come back, even though they've been eliminated and um, kind of re-show what they can do and what is special about them. Um, but I don't feel like it massively shakes up the competition in any sort of way. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Yeah, I kind of agree. Like, I felt... Like, they were all standing on the stage, and I don't really feel like any of them really cared. Yeah. And I felt all a bit scrappy. Like, oh, well, be, it's like we have to lip sync, so the top two will lip sync, and we'll multiply their scores by two, and they will spin a wheel. Like, it all felt very, I don't know, university mm. freshers drinking game rules. <laughs> like, I don't know, it didn't feel very profesh. Ooh. I liked it. I think we haven't had anything fun in a while. I was like, this is the first time that I've actually been entertained, I feel. And it was so, there were so many queens as well, and it was so quick, and they only had a minute. So I was like, impress me. I felt very like, yes. I'll be like, what are you going to do? And like, thumbs up, thumbs down situation. 
Um, but yeah, no, I really liked it. I thought it was so fun. Although, as I said before, I don't really like the original songs, and we did have a lot of that. But <laughs> some of them were really good. Like, well, we'll get into it. But well, no, I mean, my critique is more of the format rather than the individual talents. Like okay. when Jessica was finished, and then they were like, Asher, for the crack Jimbo and Candy, you're standing there. Why don't you give us your talents as well? Yeah, but like, thank God. Right, okay. If we'd have missed out on that Jimbo talent show, I'd have been devastated because <laughs> that was epic. <laughs> No, you're right. It just, it, I just found myself being like, shrugging my shoulders, being like, for what? Why are we doing this? Like, I, I. Wow. Big fan. <laughs> I don't know. I appreciate what they were trying with it. I'm excited by this whole online voting process. I've been getting people to listen to the podcast to send me who they're voting for. I'll be asking you by the end of the episode who you'll be voting for. That's an interesting side of it, but I don't know. I don't, I, I think the we. it just felt very. At the end of it, there was kind of just a bit of an anti-climax thing when they were finished spinning the wheel. But that's me jumping straight to the end. Let's go back to the start. It's Candy and Jimbo in the workroom. My first note that I wrote down for the whole episode is, why are we opening that box? We know what's in it. <laughs> Priyanka shows us the two of them. I why love you pop the, them in the box? I love that we're doing this for shits and giggles now. Like they're like even the whole voting thing that happened in the last episode where we knew what was going on and they did the whole fake like, oh, I wonder who the queens have voted for. Like I feel like Rue kind of lets her hair down a bit during All Stars. It's a bit less serious, and they are kind of trying to have a bit more fun with it and with the audience and with the queens. But um, I like that Jimbo is like, I'm going to open the box one-handed to show that you're all morons and no one can open this stupid bloody box. Like, <laughs> I want to try it. It's a challenge. Open the box. Bring it to DragCon. If you it. can open it with one hand, you'll get like a pin. I love it. The pins. 14 pan pin. <laughs> I don't think you get one of them, girl. Maybe, maybe a glass of water. Um, what was I saying? That was good, though. I loved. I liked when they opened the box because, again, like we haven't had a huge amount of drama this season. I think one of the biggest dramas of the season was the struggle to open the box <laughs> and Jimbo doing it one-handed was kind of like the biggest flex that we've seen but like Jimbo opens it and just tosses the two lip syncs onto the table because there's nothing to talk about <laughs> with them because it's like yeah girl we know what they are nice to have a top two though because we've never had it before it felt quite fun I felt like I was watching the end of Big Brother you know there's two housemates left in, and then you're expecting Rue to be like Candy it's not your time again sorry like it's uh, <laughs> it was quite one of that. it's like a fun little cute moment I like yeah. it and like, and the fake fighting was fun. Them pulling off each other's wigs and like the little, you know, I haven't come all the way back here uh-huh. to to lose now. And Jimbo being like, "Well, I haven't got all of my best drag on a flight from Canada." And Four hours. Like, that was kind of fun. Four hours. <laughs> Four hours. <laughs> and if you don't have an aisle seat, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Candy and Jimbo genuinely like each other? I think so. I, I think that comes across because I really thought they were going to clash mm. before I watched the season. Um, I think the fact that they haven't means that you like each other. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely bonded before this season's happened. And we're probably both quite glad that they were on the season together, not only for the Alliance points, but also because they probably thought, oh, at least there's some, you know, there's some bitch that I get on with and I'm going to have a laugh at least, you know, it's probably a big factor to enjoying the process and the Queens that enjoy the process always go a lot further. So RuPaul enters, he announces that the other Queens are coming back. They come in one by one to a, array of magnitudes of cheering uh one uh listeners of the podcast shared with me that when james mansfield walk in crickets full-on crickets not one person cheered i don't know what that was about yeah but were you cheering at home like no yes i love james yeah james did great this episode changed a lot of james did great very well yes yeah james did um rue then 
does a gag to pretend that they're going to be deciding who's the winner, which is a fun callback to okay. acknowledging when they've made shit twists in the past. Um, and then a fun thing I wasn't expecting was a reading challenge. Mm. I think that, that worked really well at this point because they've all had the season with each other to, you know, call back on. And I think it kind of works better here than it does in episode one. Because also they can gauge each other's sense of humour, how far they can push it, who's going to be in on a joke, who's going to be like, oh, I mean, Kasha didn't hold back, Kasha Davis, she went straight for Alexis' bald spot, which I thought was hilarious. So I was like, are we not going to go there? Listen, I'm a I'm a gay of a certain age, I know how Alexis feels, I'm wearing a cap for a reason. But you know, it's like, what I liked is that Kasha is that old style drag queen and has this whole mantra of kill it with kindness and there's always time for kindness. But when it comes to reading, she's a drag queen. And I really yeah. enjoyed that. I thought she did great. I was a bit nervous at that with Alexis Michelle because previously there was a lot of tension between her being called slightly chubby or whatever it was. So yeah. I was like, oh God, like when that when that when the helicopter pad <laughs> joke came out, I was like, girl, I don't know with her. But she seemed to take it in her stride. Well, we didn't hear about it again anyway. Yeah, I mean that was the only one that felt like maybe somewhat below the belt, but like Alexis kind of knew it. You know, Alexis was kind of nodding along. She didn't seem upset by it, so. Maybe she would, I can't she believe would be one queen it. didn't at least get up there, put the glasses on, go, Heidi. Oh, no, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was waiting for a little Heidi. Was all, where is she hiding? In the closet. Like, I just, I'm surprised we didn't get, oh, maybe they didn't air it. You know, there seems to be oh. a, a gap in the cast. <laughs> 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 I think they're respecting mental health, though, this season, which <laughs> boo, boring. In one hand, and then slags hair loss in the other. Yeah. We respect mental health, but not balding. <laughs> but not that helicopter pad, though. <laughs> okay, do you have a favorite read, Chris, from, from the from the bunch. I just I remember Jimbo having really great reads. I just can't think of them right now. <laughs> My favourite is Jimbo's What Happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but what happens like Kahana drips then... down her leg a few minutes after. <laughs> I love that one. That was wow. good. Brilliant. I liked Nature Lopez. Uh J Lo called and said, Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. <laughs> just fuck you. <laughs> she can get away with that, that though. Good. I feel like if another queen said that, I'd be like, that's not even funny. Yeah. It's the way mm. Jimbo delivers it. She's just mm. always coming out gonna come out of her mouth. I think that's the thing about it. <laughs> James has some good ones as well. You know, uh, Miss Cash Davis has the only drag queen story time that even the kids protest at. <laughs> that was a fun, <laughs> fun twist. And uh, Je- Jessica Wilde in her classic, you know, yeah. <laughs> like delivers it in the kind of broken English can make anything kind of sound funny with. You know, I used to, was annoyed that you sent me home last week, Candy, but actually with that face, life's tough enough already. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny when I say it when she says a face. And she said to Lala Ree, I think about you every Thursday when I take out the trash. Yes. See, it's just, you know, there's a very Spanish way of doing reading, do you know what I mean? And they just don't care. Like, And Jessica kind of embodies that quite nicely, I think. Mm, I think so. And then actually, Lala had a very good one, which was, Gahana has a is a triple threat because she has gonorrhea of the mouth, ass and dick. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I was disappointed by Darian Lake that we mm. saw so few of them, presumably because maybe they weren't as good. Like Darian is such a brilliant reader; she's written reads for the other queens. I thought I'd get more from her. Yeah, yeah she's always in the compilations of like best reads ever. That like the Russian yeah, doll, full one. of yourself. Yeah, that's yeah, always yeah, a big one. Yeah. I like that the one. Perfect. Mm. <laughs> and was it the was it her who did the adored Lano? Like, I'm gonna say this really slowly so you understand. Yeah. You're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. must have been her. Um, 
Yes, it's some really good ones. But I'm really glad, like, I'm really glad we got to see because there's quite a few comedy queens in this lineup, and I'm glad we got to see all of them for the reading challenge. Some like you know, I think James really shone. I think it was Cash Davis really shone. I love that she got finally got some form of a win. Mm-hmm. I think it was well deserved. Um, so yeah, I I was pleasantly surprised, and it kind of restored my faith in the reading challenge, which I think has been on the struggle bus for the last few seasons yeah you're right i think it's because they did do it later on in the season where they can gauge just how each other are feeling how they're vibing and you know to read someone you've got to know them quite well you know and know them from like when drag queens do it in a row they know each other off the scene they know how far they can go a bit and so yeah and maybe this is a new way of doing this if they're going to keep the library being open for these seasons doing it this way yeah maybe they just bring all the queens back for the reading challenge and they send them home again every season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we get into, well, before we enter the challenge, we actually pause uh, the running thread of this season being Alexis's uh, randiness. Her first read was basically, Lala Ree, let me welcome you with my dick yeah. or something like that, which like, wasn't Not a read. Not just... the fact that she likes Lala. I mean, I don't know was... they're ever going to come out of this, but at least Alexis has tried really, really hard. On it was the drag queen equivalent of a wolf whistle. It was so <laughs> like uncomfortable. <laughs> I loved her. I think she's been she's been doing. We've been talking about this for a while, like, oh, yeah. and we've been keeping yeah, yeah. tabs on everything that she said, basically. And I think like she's pushed it far enough now that she's actually got a result. Because I think that like Lala was kind of like not us actually like coupling up kind of situation or whatever it was. Their little chat felt very like Love Island, pull you for a yeah. chat situation. And I was like, I'm here for it. They're gonna fuck. <laughs> Me too. I would be there. For, I would be here for them as a couple. And like there was that conversation that she said there that Alexis apologized, Lala. Again, Alexis. Drama up to a hundred, like being like, you know, I was not careful with my words, and I'm gonna have to live with that decision for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, come on, girl. I mean, like, yeah, I was upset, but it's a game. I've gotten over it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Also, before we go any further, because who is Sunday Riley? What is- I love. I have so much Sunday Riley stuff. Um, Make vibes, skincare vibes. Skincare. It's all skincare. So okay. I work her face and body and at ASOS and we stock them and like it's really really expensive skincare but I did know because I met her once on a call but before I met her the first time I didn't realize that Sunday Riley was a person and I think a lot of people said that online and like my housemates were like she's a person I was like yeah and pretending I knew but I didn't actually until like I had to be in that situation before but like yeah I think a lot of people were like oh it sounds like a brand name rather than like an actual human but she seemed quite nice. I think she was nice, but the fact that they might have to pay an extra ten grand because uh, that was rolling it over. I mean, she bought herself a little sixty k cameo on Drag Race, so she did well. <laughs> <laughs> There's two I things love we love at Sunday Riley, and that is good skincare and all stars. Like, <laughs> okay, well, rolls off the top. She's always said that. She. <laughs> that's what she said when you met her. That's what she said. She goes, you know what? Skincare and all stars. And I was like, oh, what's all stars? It was before it started. <laughs> um, she is better than the robot Norvina from Anastasia Beverly. Oh god, yes, as yeah. much personality as Ava. Max. Oh, and they're all better than the one that we used to get from Absolute Vodka. What was his name? Jeffrey Moran. Jeffrey Moran. That's yeah. Moran, yes, that's the one. The guy with so much personality, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> As pre-scripted SpawnCon goes, she did a good job. She almost made it sound like she was talking to them, <laughs> you know, as if she had seen the season. Name one so, queen. I mean, <laughs> <come through. laughs> Name one. I love you all. 
As you probably know by now, Sister That Pod is hosted by the Head Stuff Podcast network and we have a premium feed that you can get into it's called the workroom we cover the international franchises over there this week i have an episode out with podrick wilson mccarthy as the two of us delve into drag race belgique we're not impressed by rita baga as a host or by some of the guest judges like luffy i don't know what luffy was doing yeah other than looking good no she she was serving look she was stunting pretty yeah fair play do you know what i mean and at least somebody did because Rita was questionable. And she, she was, she got worse. She yeah. actually got worse as the I season know. went. She'd walk out and I'd be like, "Oh." At one point, I said, "What the fuck is she wearing?" Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then they got worse. Yeah. Oh yeah, episode but six even, was even, bad. Even you know, in the uh, on the VT when they were in the workroom, it was yeah. obviously she wore the same thing on that. I think it's so funny, by the way, that they have her on that and then she just walks out yeah. like out of drag and I'm just like, this is so pointless. And it's all because RuPaul wouldn't learn a bit of French. Yeah. And Podrick has a bit of an issue with the season's budget. For Instead of the branding challenge. I think they needed a, a musical. Yeah. A musical would have been great. It would have been great. Now, I just know they're costly. Oh, but I mean, there was nothing costly in this season, my love. There wasn't. You know what I mean? Do you remember? If they've done Jeff- everything else on a budget. Sorry now, right? I've been part of community, a community, I've been in a community hall performing Les Mis before. I could, they could do it. You know what I mean? Giving it socks, playing Javert and Jean Valjean. Both of them. Yeah, yeah. Half my face and then turning the other way. Well, like Silky No Big Yeah, Nash. exactly. Yeah, Barbie Girl. That's a lip sync. Get that one out for the TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So head over to Workroom, you can go to headstuffpodcast.com to get all our premium content. And while you're there, why not take the two-minute podcast survey? All you need to do is go to thepodcaststudios.ie forward slash survey. Fill in your feedback, let them know what you want from your podcasts, how we can improve. We're always open to your feedback. And by taking part, you could win a 200 euro one for all voucher. So look, it's a win-win. Anyway, let's go back to the episode. Hi, I'm Gerald Farrelly. And I'm Neve Kavanagh. And we have been friends for a very long time. And we regularly solve each other's problems. And now we'd like to solve yours in our podcast, Agony Rants. It's a weekly show where we offer you unwavering support. It's true. And it's the place to go if you need a place to vent or to get thoughtful advice. It's a serious lawsuit waiting to happen. Now, Grode, there isn't a problem that can't be helped by having a comedian and a Eurovision winner dissected before your very ears. Agony Rants is 40 minutes with two friends who just want to listen to you. Neve wants to listen. I dip in and out. Agony Rants has a new episode every Monday and you'll find us wherever you do your listening. Let's get on to the actual talent show. The Queens went in uh, order of elimination. Actually, it was kind of disappointing we didn't get a runway as well. It would have been nice I was really runway, annoyed about that, especially with the Fame Games episode. It's like, yeah. mm, that kind of seems like the whole point, even though it's clear now from this episode that it's not the point at all, really. We've had like a fame, didn't we have a fame runway where they had to do a famous celeb and we had Darian did the Billie Eilish one. Was that like episode two or something? Have we already yeah, it? it was like old famous, new famous. Yeah, sorry, like that. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. They could have spent yeah, Old Hollywood, new Hollywood or something like that. Um, yeah, I just, I was just like, even maybe we'll see it next week there, like, best drag or something like that but mm. i kind of wanted the runway as well especially yeah. since like the premise of the fame game was like they're going to be posting their looks on instagram and walking the runway and on top and they so all got changed for the lip sync except for lala <laughs> so they could they obviously had to they had options to wear different outfits i'm guessing that was so funny they all stood there like they were about to lip sync <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. like i better change i'm like oh hello you could you could sit tight <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, first up, we'll go to you first, Chris. Monica Beverly Hills, in your gladiatorial style, thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm, I can't even remember what it was. You're going to have to refresh it. She'd never it sold a clock. Rich... She'd never sold a clock. That's all I could hear when she was singing. I, I'm, it was very mid, I think. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to thumbs down, unfortunately. I agree. And I think the main reason for me it was thumbs down is because the production on the track was absolutely horrendous. Like you could barely hear her. Like it was the original song. I thought like they staged it very well. It looked like something from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> and then she walked through there like in a really like good combination of like glamour and street smart. Like I think she looked fantastic. But it was like then she just lip synced to this whisper track. Yeah, it's like they don't get any advice from the people on the show. Like, if you're going to bring an original song, it needs to be in this format. It needs to have this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's, it's always, it feels like it's been recorded in a friend's garage. And then it's like being pumped out of these speakers on the main stage. And it's like, no one knows what's going on. Yeah. But the thing is, like, we don't, we don't hear it out of the speakers. Mm-hmm. We hear it played over... Well, you do it the There's a couple of clips. If you go back and Sometimes. when it clips in, and it's like you can hear the bad sounds. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back and watch um, it, Keen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Keen. Know your stuff, Keen. God. Yeah. Fake fan. Dense the arm, pickpocket. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, it just bugs me when the production's bad because, and look, good production is expensive and. You might not be privileged enough to have the money to pay true. for it or Very have the context for it. But like... Then why are you doing an original song? Yeah. Yeah, and why don't then. they help them out? Like, the, the the stuff comes in. Could they get her to re-record it or just at least do some tangled stuff? I don't know. It's weird. It's weird that they let them play that on the main stage when it's not going to be a great quality and it's obviously going to massively affect them. Yet they've let her bring a fucking bench. You know what I mean? It's like, it just seems weird to me. Yeah. It was weird. Uh, you were into, you were thumbs down as well then? Oh yeah, no, I didn't like it. I, same as Chris, when I heard that so many of these were going to be doing like original songs, I was instantly like, oh God, here we go. It's going to be 10 minutes of clack to the clack, clack, clack and, you know, dips and stuff. And this was probably one of the worst of the original songs, unfortunately. Some of them were a lot better. But poor Monica Beverly Hills, I really like her as a queen and I just don't think that she's done what she needed to do during this yeah. season of All Stars because she's better than this and um i think it's a shame that this was her kind of brief moment back on drag race to be honest yeah she, do any I said, I, no yeah. i read an interview with her uh but she seems like after the show said she's like not taking a break from drag but like is focusing more on activism is what she said so i don't know if that tells you about how she feels about her run on the show and mm. uh, next up is Nisha lopez who gave us a flamenco dance to a instrumental version of jennifer lopez's ain't it funny um i used to do a bit of flamenco oh. i mean two months <laughs> showcase um uh, are you suggesting that I'm a homosexual? <laughs> <laughs> Never. Wouldn't, wouldn't dream. From my limited understanding, she seems to do a really good job. I The shoes she wore, I don't think are proper flamenco shoes because you need to be able to make the wood-on-wood click noise. So I think all the clicks were actually in the track. She wasn't making them herself. And I think she did a really good job. Like It seems that she, what she was wearing was an outfit that was part male, part female. So it was kind of like a non-binary gender androgyny flamenco outfit which that was really interesting the only thing is is something to like that precision and like detail kind of gets lost in this one minute format and i feel like 
it was really good, but I don't think the the, the audience are going to love it. No one's going to be like, work slay. Remember that Nacho Lopez Franco performance? Yeah, I think the thing that was missing for me is that flamenco and anything with like a Spanish connotation for me has passion. And she looked like a robot doing those moves. And I feel bad for saying this, but there's lots of queens I think that deserve to get a second chance to come back to Drag Race and show us something special. And then there's queens like Nacia Lopez. And I'm sorry, I just don't, I just don't see the spark. Maybe I'm not seeing what everyone else is seeing. Maybe I've not investigated her performances enough. She says she's an amazing dancer, but that whole thing felt really stiff and rigid. And she looked a bit petrified it just didn't for me it didn't sing at all and it's like how many times you're going to come back and not kind of wow us with anything oh god it's mean <laughs> sorry wow well, i do like sorry i do like nisha lopez and it wasn't she miss continental or something like yeah. she like she is she's obviously a fierce queen outside she's of the premises competition you've got to have more than that for drag race yeah, I found myself rooting for her. I like Nisha Lopez. I think she's had a good look in the season. I wanted her. To, I wanted to be able to root for her. I think she did a good job, but this it just isn't hasn't enough bite. I think for people to get behind. We thumbs up, thumbs down, Chris. I'm thumbs sideways or like a little meh. I think it was a good concept. Cool. And then we were watching actually we were at the Headspace one. One of them is from the Canary Islands, and he was like, oh, like critiquing it properly. And I was like, oh shit. Um, but he said it was good that she did something that was like kind of more traditional. And then I was thinking that like if an Irish queen goes on, she needs to do river dance slash Irish dancing, and then like it cuts into like a more cunty cunt cunt blah blah yeah. blah. That's just a sidebar, but um, yeah, I thought she was good. I I think it was just kind of mid. It probably fell somewhere in the safe category if they were being judged as a, as a week. And also, like, this is the eternal problem with the talent show, which is, like, we give out that there's too many lip syncs of the songs, and then people try to do other things, and mm-hmm. then we go, man, oh, great. <laughs> Be better. <laughs> do more. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone who kind of reimagined the original track was Miss Kasha Davis, who gave us this kind of politically charged strong song, Um I wrote in my notes, it was interesting and intriguing. She finishes it off addressing somebody called Eddie. Remember Eddie? There's always time for kindness. I didn't know who Eddie was. No. I I liked this. This was, a, this was a thumbs up from me. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think Kasha tried to do something different, which I really enjoyed. She looked insane. I mean, let's not go about it sideways. She looked like a primary school teacher who had way too many sangrias at the staff party. Like... <laughs> <laughs> looked like she was losing her mind in those kind of like chunky boots but I really I enjoyed it and she tried to do something different and she she went out of the shell of what we've seen of Kasha Davis on the show before which is what I, I liked about it look she's mm-hmm. fun she's entertaining and she like you said she tried something new and something original it was all a bit batshit crazy but I quite enjoyed it and it was calling back to the you know, drag story time that she's known yeah. for as well so it was still on brand and yeah I mean like would I listen to that song? <laughs> Not in a month of Sundays, but I'm glad she did it. Not a month of Sunday rallies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have some bills to pay too. <laughs> I think it's a thumbs up. I think she, again, like this is probably the, the interesting thing that they only have a minute. I feel like she tried to squeeze in every single self-reference and every single like political bit that she wanted. She wanted to be fun and because when she was describing it in the workroom, I was like, baby, if you used more words than you could get into a minute. Like, so I don't know what, how you're doing this, but I thought it was cute. I really enjoyed it. And I think probably not the top for me, but definitely somewhere in the middle. So another meh kind of handshake i don't even know how to describe what that is <laughs> in my 
in my head, like I kind of broke them up into like original lip sync songs and then other. And this for me kind of felt other because it wasn't all work, work, come snatch the crown. Yeah, it was, yeah. you know, it had a different approach to it. So yeah, I kind of enjoyed that. It was slightly different. Darian Lake, I think, is the first queen to ever successfully do stand up in a talent show on the show. Yeah, so, well mean, done. first off, standing O for Miss D. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that was a sentence. That's a thumbs down. <laughs> recovery, Kate. Come on. Recovery. Thumbs up for this. I'm going to say thumbs up. The only the only critique I have is that she, I don't think she got enough time. I feel like she only got this video to tell like three jokes and she was in and out. <laughs> Yeah, she only had a minute. Yeah, that's what I mean. Thing, I yeah. mean, like, if she had a little bit longer, because I felt like we got. And then again, you said she didn't do much in the reading challenge as well. So I think, like, the overall Darian time was very limited. Um, but the jokes were good and it were at her own expense as well, which is always fun because it's kind of like not confrontational, not problematic. Um, like, she didn't jump at any of the other queens and still remained to be funny on her own. So, yeah, definitely thumbs up for me. And she I liked tried to do wasn't... a bit of sincerity towards the end, wasn't there? There was there was a bit of a transformation. Yeah, she about, um, fly your fat ass to the sky. It was like an ending line was quite a good one. And look, comedy is really hard. A lot of queens have <laughs> gone there and failed it miserably. It's really, really hard. Um, but she did a really, really good job. She came out, she hit them with the joke straight away. They're laughing, they're on her side. And um, she ended it quite nicely. So I think she did really, really well. But Darian, you know, if she ever comes back and does this again or whatever she does next, she's got to kind of maybe move on from that. The whole like she's done amazing her weight loss journey and all that, but it's becoming like her shtick now in a way. And I think that she's she's kind of funnier than that. She could have gone out there, I think, and read the queens properly for a minute, and still would have been funny because she's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I, I I totally agree. I would have preferred a more you know observational or something like that. Yeah, some other I mean, I was definitely sure. a thumbs up and standing over Mrs. Dean. <laughs> <laughs> God. I you just, can edit that out, right? I just wanted to say it. I'm sorry. No, it's staying in. It's staying in. It's standing out for Mrs. T. <laughs> the autobiography of Darian Lake. It's better than standing deep, Mrs. O, because that's a whole different question. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> standing D maybe gives you a Mrs. O. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, speaking of Mrs. D. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. Um, have you seen her her twit her her twitters her tweets about uh, the other contestants and why you should vote for her in the fame game? Oh, I yeah. saw this briefly. Remind me. Give me some Spell. of that. Yeah. So she basically tweeted about each of the other competitors and why you shouldn't vote for them. So I'll go through them quickly. Um, and each tweet ends with "I'm Darian Lake and I approve this message." Slide. So it's well. I- well, I haven't seen Monica Beverly Hills in any of the outfits since the show. All new looks, which means she doesn't recycle. Vote for me. I care about our planet. <laughs> um, have you seen Naisha, Lop- Naisha Lopez's boyfriend? She's won enough in life. Vote for me. Queen <laughs> of the Fame Games. Uh, she owns two Teslas, a beautiful suburban home, and a husband who loves her. Kasha Davis is already living the dream. I have nobody but my cat. <laughs> <clears throat> Have you seen all the hairspray James Mansfield puts into our ozone layer with her wig company? We've had enough of this corporate toxic dumping. <laughs> wow. She already has a job working for RuPaul's Drag Race Live in Vegas. Sounds like insider trading to me. What's the truth, Kahana? Show girl? More like show your tax returns, girl. <laughs> 
These are good. Uh, yeah, these are good. Uh, she won 10,000 yet for her farewell message. She said, I'm stealing everything. Miss Lallery stole our hearts, but we need our organs to live. Vote for me for the fame games. <laughs> not as good. Uh, she drove a bus over me, but does not own a commercial driver's license. Alexis <laughs> Michelle, who's crying now. Oh, that's um, good. <laughs> that's a good one. She won 35000 on All-Stars and sent my friend Kasha Davis home. Giving Jessica Wilde more money is like tax cuts for the wealthy. Eat the rich! <laughs> and, I mean, I so, I mean, another standing over Mrs. D. That's all yeah. I can say about Stop. that. <laughs> my legs are sore from standing. <laughs> the D. Okay, let's move on to James Mansfield, who did a comedy routine uh, about um, not having any talent called I Have These. You know, this actually really surprised me and I thought was really good. That boob punch that she did <laughs> yeah. was everything. I could have watched 10 of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was brilliant in this. And you know what? It was a really good joke. And because she only had a minute, I think that really worked in her favour because it was wham, bam, here's my tits, wham, 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 off we go, brilliant, done. And that's why I think it was so successful. If this had been a three-minute track, I think we all would have been like, oh, okay, we got the joke. So it was the perfect moment. The reveal was brilliant. The fact that she then had another like silly reveal afterwards, she played on it brilliantly. And yeah, all credit to James. This was a masterstroke. Yeah, thumbs I up. thought it was really. I I think thumbs up as well. It was so good. Two two thumbs up for the two boobs and, and the times two. <laughs> but she was yeah. I think it was so funny. And I I said I think I said last week when we were discussing what our favorite talent show thing bit, bits are. I love the weird ones and the ones that kind of aren't really talent. Um, like the ice water making that was brilliant. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean, like the ones that kind of like can pull it off like this. And as you said, Charlie, like the the one minute kind of played in her favor at that point because we couldn't get, we didn't have enough time to get bored of it. Yeah. And I think she was able to get enough out of it to kind of make us all laugh. And then, yeah, I think yeah, it was just brilliant. Two thumbs up. Had great had great comic timing as well, which I think is is a perfect. Uh, you know, trademark of James Mansfield. You know, um, like I don't think there was any other song that was as funny. Like Jimbo's was funny, but like because it's Jimbo, it wasn't built in mm. to the song. You know, Kahana um, Matrice gave us a varsity cheer uh, routine. I thought I thought there was there was a sort of like non sequitur talking head from Kahana Matrice when she was like, "But all this, I don't say gay stuff in the news." You know, it makes me worried because I don't know where I'd be if I wasn't able to come out to my cheer coach. And I did think I was like, who needs to come out to the cheer coach? Like, what straight men are doing? Cheer? <laughs> They'll come to you now online. That's it. Yeah, that's like, girl, more than men hey, come. Bro, to I'll have to bro. <laughs> oh yeah, no, the the yeah, no, of course the the women could be straight, queer, whatever. But it's just yeah. In Kahana's Montrese, I'm sure there was no surprises there. What I think was brilliant um, is that Kahana was after James, because James's song was all about the fact, like, I've got no tan, I can't dip, I can't backflip, I can't do a clack, 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 but I've got these silly breastplates. And then the next track is someone doing the ultimate clackety clack, backflip, jump, dip. And actually, James had a lot more impact, which I think yeah. kind of, it helped James even more in a weird way, because I was watching Kahana's going, wow, James was really clever. Like, yeah, I was, I was still thinking of James's. Yeah, she's talented and it was it was a fun song, you know, it was one of those vibes and, you know, she looked incredible, but it was just, we've seen it so many times and that was the problem with it, I think, for me. But even if we hadn't seen that particular somersault, whatever they call it, the black flip that RuPaul accidentally <laughs> called it, the, you know, 
like that's not enough to root for somebody you kind of have to tell us a story you have to kind of win us over and all she did was kind of just dance like we didn't hear anything about her we didn't hear why maybe why cheer was so important to her you know there could have been more built onto that that would make us root for kahana i don't think she did that much with like the whole board that now this sounds so up my own home i don't know how to do any of this stuff and i'm not flexible i'm not like athletic at all but when you bring out the full board that's the full runway of this like hand handspring board or whatever they call it um gymnastics mat um and she like she did a really really impressive backflip at the start and i was like oh girl we're gonna get like flip 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 you can be doing dips turn herself around cheerleading because i watched cheer on netflix so i know what i'm talking about <laughs> um, <laughs> i've seen bring it on so i'm also an expert that's it do you know what i mean <laughs> I take both boxes there um but i just felt a little bit underwhelmed i was like oh it didn't really go anywhere because it was like i did the backflip then i did all this dancing and then the minute was up and i don't know whether that was because of the minute or it's because she didn't think about maybe doing a little bit more with it like if you think or making it something different like you know the other the only other time we seen gymnastics was at Cassia um so that was kind of really fun and interesting and this was kind of like a little blurb a backflip a bit of dancing and then yeah overshadowed by two tits <laughs> from before <laughs> there was a real like white knuckle energy of Kahana as well being like I'm really wanna please here like kind of almost demented you know <laughs> I need to do the best performance I ever did go in this money whereas then James's is much more like self-deprecating and stuff like that which I think wins us over more um but look let's not get it twisted very accomplished mm-hmm. performer is Kahana yeah. um, thumbs down all around yeah. is that right yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm in the mirror great you're a mate. You're loving a mate. I'm, I'm uh, actually, come on, decision. I know. I mean, <laughs> he he came in here, you know, swinging. Oh yeah, we went in, we watched it. it was gladiator stuff. Thumbs up, thumbs down. The whole time that's been, I can't make it decision. Also, okay, fine, fine. I'm gonna say thumbs down because I didn't enjoy it, and it kind of was living in the shadow of James's breastplate. Unfortunately. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was always gonna happen. Uh, Lala Ree is up next with her original song and dance routine which incorporated season 14's chocolate bar twist which I quite enjoyed this reminded me of the Shea Coulee talent show from All Star 7 which was just like a really great song really excellently danced to and choreographed to and like you could not watch that and not be like mm. yeah that was that was brilliant well, the La La Re experience is talked about so often and she had it even like put on the floor for the performance. Like, you're getting it. And I was genuinely excited. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what she's going to do. And she didn't disappoint. She looked incredible in that bodysuit. The track was fun. It had humour. It had great choreography. She felt fantastic doing it. You just want to watch her do more and more and more. And um, just really solidified herself as being a top player in this game that's been all stars. Like, she just came out and absolutely smashed it. Big thumbs up. Way up. Way totally up, agree. Mama. Big thumbs up. <laughs> Way up, Mama. Get that thumb up there. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Thumbs up over the head. Yeah. Wave it around yeah. in the air. Thumbs up to the um... chocolate. <laughs> the chocolate bars. I love the chocolate bars. That was so funny. That was really camp. And I think there was good references. And then, yeah, this is the first time that we've really seen the Lala experience. And now I realize why we say it. So, you know, she put the money where, or the chocolate where her mouth was. <laughs> and, and that whole... No, she ate... <laughs> now Alexis Michelle gave us some live singing in this musical theatre style number with this pun on apples and then kind of like broke out of it, did a bit of spoken word like, oh my, well, my little RuPaul has this saying and then I can't remember what the saying was and then went back into the song. 
You know, I actually liked this. I thought I would have happily watched a three minute version of this. I kind of just felt the one minute version was kind of almost too short. But I think it was a really good template that you could expand and like work jokes into and, you know, build a bit more than how she did. Um, So I it's a thumbs up from me. Yeah, I mean, look, Alexis is musical theatre and she she lives and breathes it. And having studied a little bit of musical theatre myself in my time, I've seen these kind of things where people come out and they kind of do their life story in one song. And, you know, she looked amazing. She sang live, which is really hard and very pressured and can go horribly wrong, as we've seen in previous seasons. Um, And um, she came out and did the job. But I don't I think it was a little bit self-indulgent. And I think that she could have gone bigger with the whole thing. I mean, she was determined to show us that split. And you know what? She can do them and congratulations. But it was like it was just getting to the peak of doing that just to show us that she can do it. But she looked great. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna do one of these actually. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. read me before for doing one. I'm so sorry, right I apologize out. instantly. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it, but I think I I feel like I've seen her do better stuff. She did like she's done like transformations before as well. Like I think she does that one where it's like old woman hag into like beautiful woman or something, and then does like a really cute number, and like a really uh, really uh, I don't know what the licensing issue is with like singing other people's songs and stuff. Obviously, that's probably why they do their own music. But yeah, I mean, I think Nisha was able to get Angel Funny by Jennifer Lopez. So yeah, I mean, she well, maybe she could have gotten that song. Yeah, I think I think she should have done something like that. I think she should have done. Something that I, because I, I've definitely seen her in other stuff that I think is more impressive. Obviously, the singing live was great, but I think the joke didn't really land as well as it should. And maybe, again, is it that we're comparing it to James's? They're both making the same joke, but hers wasn't as funny, slash wasn't funny. Um, But she sang really beautifully. And they said like great breath control and stuff. And she did do her version of the splits, as I said already. I just don't know why. It just doesn't look like the splits, but she does it. She doesn't go all the way. I can't do yeah. the splits preference it with that but like i can barely touch my toes but even i know that wasn't she can't touch her toes but she can grab her ankles <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she could no, i, I think more. your point i think like the the songs you're referencing there i think are songs that probably work better over a three four minute like probably. time to build and uh you know change perspective etc so i think she maybe struggles slightly to get it down to a minute but like at the at the heart of it, I think it like it does show you her talent, mm. and compared to James's, she sang it live, which gets a big kudos. But she, I don't think it. she was going for comedy. I think I don't know, like there were jokes in there, but I think she was more showing off her like musical theatre style, which is great because she you know she did something. And the thing about Alexis, if you look at her in All Stars versus on her season, the one thing we have to give this queen credit for is changing up the game fashion wise because she's looked incredible on pretty much every runway then mm. and she looked stunning doing this piece of theater and it, and that's what it is it was a little piece of theater but did it blow anybody away did it wow the judges did it wow any of us probably not no you're, you're agreed um jessica wilde gave us also an original song with a lot of hair flicking uh, it was like an edm electro pop song again vocals kind of low in the mix and I do love Jessica Wilde, but this was a thumbs down for me. It was a good one. Wow. Great. <laughs> what did you think, Chris? I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. I thought she I thought she did really well. The hair flick was so good. It was very Jessica Wilde. It was what we expected. I ha- I was kind of like, 
hung over from the couch, but still clicking along. I thought click she, <laughs> click, click, click. I thought she was so good. I thought the hair flick was good. And then like, I thought this is my thing. We'll get into it, obviously. But I thought the judges were going to pick her to be the other winner. I thought it was going to be Lala and her because <laughs> of the what, what they said to her. And like, you know, Michelle was like, I can't believe your head was still there. And then like, Rue's like, you're born to perform, which she said to a lot of people, but like born to perform. And like, you know, you're already a star and all this stuff. I was like, oh shit, she's going to get it. And they're not going to give it to James, even though I wanted to go to James, but maybe it's because he hasn't done as well mm. during the competition. But um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good. I'm going to give it a thumbs up, but I don't. It wasn't my personal favorite, but I could appreciate that it was really really good. I think I, it all came that. together in the last like thirty seconds of that song for me. Like I was yeah. like, oh, I'm kind of feeling it, kind of feeling it. And then when the hierography went like insane, and then it was confetti, big music, bang, you know, and she fell on her knees, and I was like, yeah, the gay inside of me was like, well. Yes. And then it's like, okay, yeah, that's what that song is supposed to make you feel. So she kind of nailed it completely. I have a, a thumb up doing a click. Woo! Like, <laughs> two thumbs kicking it's, off it's, each other. One of those type moments. Yeah. I don't, it was only like two songs after Lala Ree. And I think Lala Ree's was so much more effective. Like, I felt like yeah. it felt like Lala was singing, you know, it felt like Lala's voice. It felt like Lala's personality because this was like EDM. Hmm. You know, it didn't feel very Jessica Wilde. Like, I, I wanted a more reggaeton. Like, mm. Puerto Rico is the home of reggaeton. It would have been more on brand for her. This, I don't know, I just didn't feel... But she goes for that, like, wild child rock vibe quite often as well. So she could have incorporated even that a little bit. Like, that would have been quite fun. But I guess that was, like, the headbanging type thing going on. I don't know, like... But I, I just... I, I get what you're saying, that we're other more, like, interesting original songs and performances. But I think Jessica came out and did what she had to do. And I think, yeah, I think it was a, it was a fun track. Again, I would never listen to it again. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I enjoyed it in the moment. Um... The so next up is Jimbo and Candy. We haven't mentioned that they were quote hosting the show. I mean, it was like a one liner before each of them. They had a few good singers. Yeah, it wasn't quite a host like you know host. You kind of expect a bit more than like now it's this person. I suppose uh, I did die though at Candy's outfit when she was sitting down and she had the hat off and it was just like the swimming cap, um, (laughs) yellow. That threw me. I think that was probably like better than some people's performances actually. Right. I liked their impersonation of each other at the beginning. That's yeah, kind of that fun. was good. And, you know, that thing about hosting is you come out and instantly make the audience kind of smile or laugh, they relax, you know, and uh, they did that bit really well. They obviously have done plenty of hosting in the past and uh, they, they got through it. It was one of those type moments, wasn't it? They got. But I, I, I don't really mark them down for it. I think they just weren't given a lot of room to be creative with. They were like, give us one line and they're like, fine, okay. Um, In fact, now that I think about it, I would not be surprised if they filmed the opening line for each queen in the one go. Um, okay, uh, Jimbo was up first. I mean, how do you follow the baloney monster you know, talent show of UK versus the world by making a banana split, it turns out. And look, I don't think it's as good as the baloney monster, but it was still very good. Yeah, like as the Jimbo in the room, because I've been promoted from the international season onto the main American season today with you guys on the pod. Um, <laughs> Jimbo has my back. Look, Jimbo always delivers something fun and interesting and not like we haven't ever seen this before but you know what it's with Jimbo it's the little nuances that make the performance so good for me like when they came out to the final countdown you're already like what the fuck is going on in that outfit and then making all these weird noise like oh 
the whole way through like Jimbo is a clown and what we saw was some great clowning done in drag and done brilliantly with great timing funny moments the sprinkles in the bra was my highlight I have to say even more on the squirty cream cannons is that the sprinkles were sitting there ready uh yeah and topped off with a cherry from the underwear what more do you want in life like it was perfect <laughs> all the ingredients we got everything i think i was at the very beginning i was like oh god when she took she took the ice cream out of her hair i was like i've seen this trick before like obviously but then as soon as i got into it and then we had the like Katy perry whipped cream tits <laughs> was brilliant but the cherry was so good because then i was thinking oh my god i was sitting and would be like pop your cherry it's like her cherry she's popping it and everyone's like girl you're reading into it and i'm like no that's what it is um but yeah jimba pulling anything out of her crotch it's gonna be a victory um, the final countdown made sense as well. Yeah. Um, she would have run away with this talent show had she had been a participant in the judging slash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think she would have beaten Lala? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that was the best performance of the night. hundred yeah. percent. It was definitely up there for sure. Oh, um, up there. <clears throat> I think I preferred Lala. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you will give it a thumbs I up. Put, I would have put Jimbo second, but I okay. would have. Put, I think I'd put like, I prefer that. Uh, but then I guess, look, it's different, and I always like different things. So I suppose maybe she's indie. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Candy uh, gave us an original trap dance song called "I Want to Be Your Muse." I thought the choreo started off good, where they all kind of like slow walked and shook their head and stuff. Um, but actually, when it got to the chorus, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is the classic self branding song." Yeah, but Candy sells it because Candy would sell you anything. Like, I think that she, I'm not a fan of those tracks, as I've said, but I actually really enjoyed Candy's one. And I think that she, she acted it brilliantly. There was a bit where she kind of looked at the other queens and did the head snap, like, I'm coming for you. But she did it in such a Candy way that it was really intense. Um, I thought she looked fabulous. I thought the dancers, like, all the Barbie pink going on, very on trend. And uh, yeah, it was, I really enjoyed I thought Candy actually, and she sounded good. I thought she sounded really cool on the track. I think, you know, there's a bit Yeah, the track was well produced. It was well Produce, yeah. Well, she's got the money, so there we go. No whispers here. Um, I liked it, but I, the whole time I was thinking, oh my God, why did she not reference? And I don't know when this was filmed, but I feel like it was filmed around the same time, which would have been even more topical. But you know when, um, oh my God, Julie Fox does the, I was Jeff Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Jams. And I was like, I want to be your muse. Um, I was, you know, there was something there. And I feel like she could have tapped into that and that would have like made it a little bit more funny because Candy is quite funny. But yeah, it was well produced. I think it was a little bit boring. And I think I would, I'd already been kind of like laughing and enjoying Jimbo's performance, which is shit because I think a lot of times I've just been talking about how the order made a really big difference for me because I was like mm. still digesting something because we only had a minute. Yeah. And I feel like they went right into the next one, especially if you're watching on Wow Presents Plus. We have no ads or anything. So it's literally like hit yeah. after hit after hit after hit. And it's like if you didn't make an impression and someone else made an impression, then, you know, I forgot what you did. Sorry. Yeah. And especially when you're like trying to take notes to do a pod review and you look Ooh. down for one second, you're like, oh, the bitch is gone. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was still writing. And then Jimbo pulled a cherry out from his dick. Like, you know, it's yeah. like. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but I think Candy did a good job. I, I do, you know, I think that if again she'd have been competing and this would have been the traditional spec of where the talent show would have sat, she would have got through absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. She would 100%. have been safe and chilled, but not, yeah. I don't think like top top three. No. Uh, so who, Charlie, did you want? 
to be the top two All-Stars of the week? Well, I had five, Keen, because I'm really rubbish at this oh, game. Uh, so I, I kind of, I loved Jimbo, obviously, but it didn't count. So I would, Jimbo was number one, but it didn't count. Then for me, it was Lala. Um, and then I loved, I loved James and I really enjoyed Darian because I think Darian took a risk. And I think when you take a risk and it pays off, you should be rewarded for that. Um, and then, yeah, a, a sidebar, I actually enjoyed Jessica's. So I, I thought it was quite fun. So that was kind of my, my, my tops, so to speak. Not, I'm not as greedy. Um, but yeah, obviously Jumbo, if she was allowed to be as, as a competitor than her. And then uh, James and um, Lala. But I was really convinced that they wouldn't let James win. I said this already, but I was just sitting there and I was like, they're not going to pick her. But then when they did, I was so happy. But like a little bit surprised as well, because I didn't know whether that would be everyone's cup of tea. Um, but yeah, as you said, like it was really, really succinct. And like the one minute helped her out. And I think the joke came across. Who are your tops, Keen? Yeah, I Lallery was my top, and then because I was like, I only want one of the swerve, swerve, you know, death drop <laughs> lip syncs to win. I was like, right, that's I, I don't want it to be Jessica or or Monica or any of those. So I was trying to choose from the more left to center um, lip syncs, and I was between Miss Kasha Davis and James, and I was like, yo, actually, I think James's was just more like you said succinct. I'll go for her, but again. Was not expecting her to no. get the judges. Neither was she. Approval. That was a genuine shock, I think. I think a lot of the queens were quite shocked as well. I think even Rue shocked themselves when they said it. They were like, and James? <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're doing this. Are we doing this? Are we going to do this? We're doing this. James, yeah, well done, bitch. <laughs> and it was her first win yeah. ever. Yeah. Good. Which is yeah. just yeah. hilarious. Like I was like, that's the best win to get. So then Lallery and James Mansfield uh, lip sync to a song I could have sworn was done on Drag Race already. Uh, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande's Rain On Me. Um, <clears throat> there was... <laughs> it was... Well, I suppose I should ask you what you thought of the lip sync before I tell you my opinion. But um, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't the best lip sync, I would say. Do you... Look, it's Gaga and Ariana. I want to show. I want to show. And um, I think they fell in that trap of sometimes that interacting together thing I think works when you're in a club and watching a queen on stage but this is television there are cameras like you know we want to see that we want to kind of be in on that and then I think the queen's kind of like rolling around on stage together no one's ever going to do it as good as Raja and uh was it Carmen Carrera when they did it they were like the first two to do that kind of sexy thing and you know it was funny and it was enjoyed. I think La La Ree and James put on a show, but not necessarily a show for the audience, more for the people kind of in the room. They got swept up in it. And it's bloody gaga. I want some choreo. I want some dancing. I want some proper lip syncing. Yeah, I felt like La La Ree started off giving it a full, full whack and then over saw James doing the kind of white girl dancing and then like was like, okay, I'll help her out. And then, you know, played into like the, the cunnilingus of it all. But there was a moment where like they finished that and Lala helped James up off the ground that because I watched it when I was hung over, like almost made me cry. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> She'll cry for anything. <laughs> I just thought it was so sweet that it was like oh they're not really letting cute. the competition get between them as yeah. sisters and she helped her up even though like she knew she got to win like I thought that was just very they nice. literally sang together though. the whole thing seemed like a little like I think it was because Lana took the direction of I'm going to be first cunt 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 and then James yeah. was like I have to do comedy because it's all I know and I don't know how to do any of these tricks and stuff and she has no yeah. talent self-professed <laughs> yeah, but she's got these 
She's got these though. <laughs> we see them. We see it. We saw them. So they both spin the wheel. James gets a times two. Lallery gets times three. Well, they don't and... spin the wheel though, and I'd have been furious. I was on yes, a fucking wheel. What the fuck is this shit? Like, I'd be mad. I'd have been mad. I'd have been wig off, earrings off, down there. Like, yeah, not cool. Not cool, Rue. Not cool. Which also made me wonder whether it was fake. What just filmed like the night before? (laughs) Well, like as a way in case one of them got the the times five that they could just like redo it and post and then show it by three. I mean, maybe you're so full of drag race conspiracy theories, Keen. (laughs) Every week there's a conspiracy theory. They didn't even film this with cameras, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've you've got 10 votes for the fame game. Charlie, I want to know how you're going to break down your 10 votes and who you're going to vote for. Well, I think that. Jessica Wilde deserves some credit for getting as far as she got in the competition and I've really enjoyed her all the way through. Um, I think when you come back and you're one of the queens has been on a long, long time ago, you've got to work that a little bit harder to get to this part of the competition. Um, La La Ree for me has been a standout this season. She's been brilliant. She's she's given me all the things that I felt like I knew she had when she first came on the show and didn't get a long enough opportunity to show it. So yeah, I think for me it's between Jessica and La La and then, you know, Darian, from those tweets, I think I might throw two votes her way just for those tweets because they're absolutely epic, brilliant. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I actually, I was kind of all guns blazing on Jessica Wilde. And when I read Darian's tweet that she already has 35k, I was like, that is a very good point. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I'm I'm having such a tough time though because I'm like, what are we judging it on? Because it's clearly not the outfits anymore. That ship's fucking true yeah um i don't know so it's like yeah the tweets make me make me want to vote for darian the performance makes me want to vote for james like it's just a big toss-up and then again i'm like how are they vetting this as well because we were talking about like how 4chan gets a hold of fucking competitions online like this and ruin them like they did they did a really funny one where they had like taylor swift was going to perform at a school and they rigged the competition for her to perform at a school for the deaf (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because they said that they'd be the only people who would enjoy her music. So, oh my God. You know, but I'm thinking that the wrong people can get a hold of this and it's just going to be a gag win. Mm. And if there was a gag win, I want Monica Beverly Hills to win because I just think that would be <laughs> yeah. so funny to give her 60 grand. I mean, the irony of 4chan voting for the trans woman to win the competition. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not them, but I feel like a group... Or a organization. Yeah. The Boaty Mac Boatface of it all. There we go. Sorry, there's a very family friendly example that I should have used. Boaty Mac Boatface. I'm leaning now towards Miss Kasha Davis because I really like the performance. She did a good reading challenge. I do love her. I do like Nisha Lopez as well. And like you said, I think it's a really good point. Like, what are we voting on the looks? Mm -hmm. Are we do we only care about the talent show? Is it just purely off personal preference? See, no one said Nisha Lopez. Well, you did, but like, no one said like Hannah Montrese. Yeah, and she arguably had the best outfits. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and then you and then sorry as well. Like Alexis Michelle and Jessica Wilde never did a Fame Games because when they showed it on Untucked, they were like, "Oh, here they Mm -hmm. all are walking," and I was like, "The two of them didn't walk the Fame Games. Are they (laughs) eligible? Like, what's the you know, the criteria is so unclear that I think." We're gonna have a bit of a weird. Everyone's gonna be upset with it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. I like do Hannah's looks that she wore while competing count towards her looks in the Fame game. It's all it all just ends up being very blurry, and that like I just feel at this point you're like, well, fuck it, I'm just gonna vote for my favorite. 
Well, yeah. I think it'll be a fan favourite vibe, won't it? I think that's what people yeah. are probably going to go on. I mean, no Drag Race fans really take the proper criteria when it comes to this voting situation. And I, I like her. Vote, 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 vote. So, Have we been given something know. like this before, though? I don't think we've been given something this important. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. I'm ready for us to fuck it up and never be allowed well, to do it again. <laughs> were there not the, were, was the Miss uh, Congeniality's not originally an online vote? Oh, there was. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Miss Fan, that, that got changed to Fan Favourite. Yeah, but I feel like that's less yeah. serious normally. Although they do get a cash prize. This feels like they really tried to do something and didn't really give it a direction. <laughs> and now they're going to be upset that we kind of voted for like a hee hee ha ha. Yeah. Because now I want to give all my 10 votes to Monica. <laughs> Charlie, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Do you want to let people know what you're at? Yeah, so you can follow me on all the amazing social media channels at Art. At RPD or UK fans, or just search for Charlie Slaves. So, how many fake accounts do you think you're going to make to vote for MBH? I'll give the girls the tea, but you can get this website called 10 Minute Mail, and basically your email exists for 10 minutes. You sign up to the website, and then it sends it to that email. Then you can click the confirmation link. Then you go in and vote 10 times, and 10 minutes later, that email is non existent. So you can just keep going and going and going. So um, I think there will be a little bit of a, a gaggery, a rigor morris. You don't even need to confirm your email for this. Oh, do you not? No. Oh, okay. Well, then we're going to see a lot of fuckery, I think. Like, you could just put in an Annie email? Yeah, I think oh. so. Like, I'd lo- I logged in using the sister email account and I didn't even get it, like a confirmation email. Really? Okay, that's interesting because like that happened before. Like I, I normally do that when I'm signing when I'm signing into like public Wi-Fi. It'll be like, what's yeah. your email address? I'm like, Karen at gmail.com or whatever. Because I'm like, whatever, get by this bit. And yeah. then one time I was doing it, we were in the airport in Germany in Hamburg and I did it. And then it was like, an email confirmation has been sent to your email. I was like, oh no, Karen, I'm so sorry. Karen. <laughs> next episode will be a day late uh, because of uh, a busy prior commitment weddings and stuff that I have to get, go to next I'm weekend. not going to anything uh, I'm here ready ready to review <laughs> you'll be there with your microphone sitting alone at the recording booth like candy booths <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah you'll hear our thoughts just a day late on Jimbo's crowning let's call it a mm-hmm. until then have a lovely week and we shall see you love you bye bye This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.